Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I want to thank all of our supporters who support Mothers for Police Accountability, the Virtues uh, Healing Circle, and um, and everyone else who's kept us on the on the air for 14 uh, for over seven years now. So we're so grateful. Uh, so just so grateful. And I just will just get, jump right on in and get started here on this last week of summer. Uh, in the last week of summer, y'all better hurry up. No more bikinis soon. So you better wear them now because next week it might be cold. All right, Mr. Wright was going to come and give us an update. And then after that, we're going to have Ms. Frances Oliver from Sanford, Florida. She's going to be talking about the governor and all the things that's going in Florida. So on the floor. So, hello, Mr. Wright. Hello there, Reverend Marriott. How you doing? Oh, I'm good today. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I love fall and it's in the air. So I'm feeling good today. I love this weather that's coming. <laughs> Although it's going to bring the rains. But how are you doing? Uh, a little tired, but I, I, I feel pretty good with uh, what's transpired the last few days. Uh, well, yeah, well, uh, update us. With, what's up? Well, you know, uh, in uh, November 22nd, Bob Armstead filed a complaint on behalf of 21 uh, African-American organizations and individuals uh, alleging discrimination, and it was based on nine disparity studies and two private studies all indicating the same thing that African descendants of the United States enslaved, the black folks who have been here 400 years, are being discriminated against by everybody, uh, including where there's federal funds. And uh, so, uh, like I said, Bob Armstead is uh, uh, the interim president of the Washington chapter of National Association of Minority Contractors. And, and I was one of the three co-founders. I went back on the board because of some disparaging remarks were made about the organization. And uh, a lot of people who were involved did not realize that uh, NAMC uh, up here came about just like the Panthers started in Oakland in 68. Well, uh, NAMC started in Oakland in 69. And uh, it was brought to Seattle to the Central Contractors Association uh, by Joe Debro, who was one of the founders of NAMC. And he and uh, Willie Allen, the late Willie Allen, former president of the Central Contractors yeah. Association, CCA, also owned the building on 21st and, and Union. And JDA Consultant Group was Joe Debro and Allen. So uh, some other folks are making some uh, rather uh, disparaging remarks about the organization, but NAMC is a historical black organization. And what happened is that when Ron Dellums got elected in the early 70s, he said this is a, such a good idea, he took it national, so it became a national organization. But uh, I was letting a lot of people know I was very disappointed with some members of, of the communities of color, especially one elected official uh, who made these remarks and tried to destroy a historical black organization. Just because you're not an African descendant of the United States enslaved, not black, you still should respect institutions that help you get on your feet. And through the struggles of black folks in the civil rights movement, helped a lot of people get on their feet, and they don't want to acknowledge it. But I tell you right now, when it comes down to it, they can imitate being a white supremacist all they want to. But Ted Cruz and Marco Rubo and Stephen Miller, the, the bigot in Trump's administration, will never be invited to Charlottesville because they right. they're not they're not white, okay? And they need to understand that. Uh, so uh, that's that's why it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I went to the national board meeting. Uh, President Umstead had surgery, could not attend. I did attend, and as a result of that. We got a lot of momentum going right now with members of the caucus who are looking at 
this discrimination complaint that was filed uh, November 22nd, 2021, uh, with the Department of uh, U.S. Department of Justice and Civil Rights Office, Kristen Clark. And uh, it, the complaint after a few months was sent over to the Department of Transportation. And uh, I would uh, there is an interview that was done yesterday on uh, on uh, I would say on Thursday. It's up up on podcast and Alexa right now with the national president of the NAMC, Wendell Assembly, and the Washington chapter president, Bob Armstead, and Congresswoman Marilyn Strickland from Tacoma, our first member of the Congressional Black Caucus in the history, because Washington State has never elected a black to congressional office. Right. But she's also on the House Infrastructure and uh, trans- the Transportation Infrastructure Committee. So all the money coming down through there will have to come through, and her committee is going to have some oversight responsibilities. So uh, when she uh, heard uh, Wendell Simley say after $1.5 billion was spent, a black-owned female company received $45,000. Oh, my so, goodness. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not, <laughs> but i tell you one thing. I don't see two or three blacks in construction working on the same job. So we still no, have a lot true. of work to do. Uh, right. I, I mean, I you know, like I said, people. Well, you know, if you just feel a black boy, it is. We have got to we have got to participate based on the dues we paid in this country. Uh, That's after, right. After the United States enslaved, we're the reason why America's an economic power right now. Two hundred and fifty. And we're the reason why everybody else can come. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> the civil rights movement wasn't no rainbow coalition. The civil rights movement. No, it was not a rainbow coalition. Some people want to pretend like it was, but it was not. And door and and. And, and I'm from Louisiana, and if you were not black, you rode in the white section of the bus, okay? You didn't have to go. You went to the white restroom. You drank out the white fountain. So, you know, we just have to get the record straight for what it is. And it's really amazing to have some of these folks whose families just got here making these remarks about black folks. Uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it's unbelievable. It's, but uh, yes. we're going to get our respect, and we're going to participate in this economic pie. That's why I'm still pushing members of the Congressional Black Caucus to have a federal designation for African descendants of United States enslaved so we can have a department in every federal agency looking after our needs with a budget, looking after our needs while we discuss reparations. Okay. Well, and that's, and that's so not- necessary now because look what's happening to the farmers. The black farmers are not, they, they filed the other people, the other farmers filed the, uh, Follow grievance or something, so the money that was supposed to go to the black farmers is not going there. That's why that's why the black carpets need to move on this if they really believe they got power, because we're being denied all the way around. And with that designation, uh, uh, designator, you were talking about the black farmers who most of them have lost so much of their land in the last 50 years, they could have some kind of compensation. And I don't know why they won't use the power that they have. I, I hope they will. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to encourage them. And, I, and right now, uh, uh, Senator—I mean, Senator Patty Murray is, and Congressman Adam Smith did write a letter after his office, his attorneys reviewed the complaint, encouraging the Office of Civil Rights and the Department of Justice to pursue this investigation of discrimination against African Americans in Washington State. So, uh, you know, some numbers go up kind of high because they, well, well, you know, if they're from Nigeria or Eritrean or Ethiopian. They can count as black, but I'm just saying. No, they I don't. don't. I mean, that's not true. But they're not African Americans. They're not Af- uh, uh, Africans of. Uh, they're uh, not the descendants of the original. They're not the descendants of people who came. 
and that and, and that's what that that's what this is about because uh, the 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 immigrants are uh, the uh, the immigrants that come from the continent they got two boxes they can be an immigrant and they can be an African American. Okay, well, we only have the one box. Thing, the other thing we got to look at too is because you're all minorities don't mean you have equal access to, to capital. That's right. You don't have. That's right. Nigeria has an airline. They have treasure. They have billionaires in those countries. I mean, how are you going to say that somebody that lost affirmative action for the last 23 years will have the same opportunity as someone who comes from a country with all the money in the world? And don't you think for one minute offshore money is not coming in to help other people who just got here? I mean, you know, I have nothing against them, but I'm just saying we will talk about fairness. It's like putting white women companies in with all the minorities, and you're going to get all the money, white women-owned companies with all white men running the companies and, and doing all the work. So, but that well, but, and, and, that, that, and that was really one of the biggest uh, uh, shams that was ever pushed on uh, on the uh, civil rights movement, uh, as, as, uh, as we would call it, and then as the affirmative action. I mean, clearly it was thought of for us, and then in order to weaken it, they brought on the other women, brought on the other group of women who absolutely was free by the... By, by the uh, by the category of their race, uh, uh, and they were able to to get the jobs that uh, that black people didn't get because of, because the way the decision. So we've been gamed at every level, and so it's time for people to realize what has happened to us. And we, the thing about it is, we've had agencies with to have oversight over federal funds have not done anything except for uh, make sure things are smoothed over. Like I will not forget four black contracts were broke on the Seattle Tunnel Partners Project. And when they first That's got right. here, when they first got here, then city council member Mike O'Brien said, I'm concerned about this company's past. They have destroyed minority businesses. They've sued uh, 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 townships and stuff. And uh, the, uh, the person from WashDOT said, oh, we're not going to let a few complaints by minority contractors stop this multi-billion dollar project. Well, then for a rude awakening, because when Bertha went broke, they thought the insurance companies were going to pay for it for the loss of time. The insurance companies not paying for that, but uh, uh, we have some we have some serious problems because, like I said, if you know we live in a, a state where the Democrats are in charge, and so well, but the Democrats have not been our friends. Okay, the Democrats was in charge when they ran us out of business. Okay, I mean, really, into oh, it when they ran true. me, ran eye care service. Our Democratic governor signed a governor's directive that's in right. December of 1998 that killed affirmative action for 23 years. That's right. And as far as I'm concerned, right. it's still dead. And a lot of That's black-owned, right. family-owned businesses did not pass That's right. business along to the son or daughter because That's our right. were not there to do that. And there's That's no right. conversation that, no understanding. And there was no conversation for people like myself and Mr. Branch and all these adult family homes that went out uh, uh, because people just didn't like the politics or Mr. Branch had a payroll that was too big. Okay, I mean, and, and you know, and they use a brother law against him. Everybody else well, in some of these family-owned nursing homes, uh, but they use a brother law against Mr. Branch. And, uh, you know, $21 million, I mean, they said they had the payroll too big. And so look yeah, what well, happened. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there, there was one, there one other one, too. And uh, that was uh, folks trying to get bonds, trying to get capitalization. And uh, you just cut off every, at every angle. And uh, that was one of the things I shared with some of the members of the caucus is that, you know, if you can't, people can have now prime contractors, for example, get mobilization money. But they're going to make, make the, the black company wait for 90 days to get paid. And then they got to find. So I'm just saying, 
anytime you see a project where four black contractors go under on the same project, and the thing about it, I'm beginning to wonder if they went into doing the time that Bertha was down, the big tunneling, tunneling machine that uh, the, the insurance company told the state they're not going to pay for it. So, uh, well, but, then, but the other part about the tunnel is that, you know, our, our, our sister, our late sister, Verlene, did, did the study on it. And what happened uh, 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 on the tunnel is that they, they would put brown, the black people in the beginning, then other people that they bring up from California that was not black people, they, they would take those jobs and all the black people that was down there uh, on the tunnel, they got laid off. Because oh, yeah. he did a study on it, and there was a report on it, and nothing really happened on that. But that, 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 that's really what happened on that piece. That's why black people didn't work on that project, see? That's what the, the president of Wendell Simmons of the National Association of Minority Contractors was also stating about how people will come into a, a, a you know, into a uh, Airbnb, a group of them, six to eight people, to work on a project there from another state. Right. Okay, so he said right. people need to check the driver's license, uh, utility bills, approve ownership, and that this is another scam that's going on right now to de uh, de to deny us is what it's really aimed at. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Western state for black people doing business is the Mississippi of the West. We know what happened in Jackson. Because of racism, they would not fix anything around the water system. And they, they, they're still punishing black people in Mississippi for standing up for civil rights. So here it is yeah. later, after all the years that Mega Evans has been murdered uh, and all the stuff, they're still punishing black people in, in, uh, in, our, in Mississippi and they don't have any clean water. So I call yeah. Washington State for doing business with black people like the Mississippi of the, uh, of the South. This is the, this yeah, is the well, Mississippi of the West. The numbers, if you look at the numbers, uh, black businesses are doing a lot better in Mississippi than we are in Washington State. So, well, I mean, we in can't. Jackson, well, in Jackson, I'm talking about Jackson, Mississippi right now, the water system. Oh, yeah, no, and, I know, and, and, I know, I, I know yeah. Mayor Chakway Lumumba. Uh, yeah, I know oh, him, yeah. but the thing we, about yeah. it is that that's, that system is, is antiquated and they refuse to upgrade it because of black folks. It's the same that's thing right. where we are in Flint, Michigan, any place where there's a, 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 a majority of black folks, utilities, other things that I cared for. And you have Democrats in charge in Michigan, okay? That's right, that's so, right. And that, that's why we have to call them out, though, really and truly, and really and truly, because really we understand. I mean, we have no public housing in America that was clean, and, and that was a new injury. And you wonder why you have so many homeless people. They got rid of public housing, brought in mixed housing. Now people with means are um, living in the places like Holly Park and all those other places, while people are not allowed downtown, uh, you know, camping in the parks. All of that happened. Yeah, the two best All of that happened. Uh, from the Yes Materials Housing Projects in, in High Point. Now, the right. people used to live there can't afford to move there now. now they cannot because it was always a game. It was, it, yep. it was always a game. It, it was always a game for the land to go. The land that the taxpayers owned and paid for in, in America went to, the, went to developers and poor people got kicked out. And that's why we have a homeless issue and nobody want to talk about it. Mr. Wise, well, always so say, good to have you I on. Say, I want to say one thing. I heard the mayor of New York uh, about the uh, the refugees that came to New York. We got to remember that we are all we're all immigrants. No, we're not. Indians were already here. It was their land. That's right. And, and we're, and we're not immigrants. I'm not going to let you deny. Leaving That's right. We're not the, immigrants. We're not immigrants. Immigrants and slaves, immigrants and slaves and right. Indians were already That's here. That's right. So I'm not going right. to let nobody get by. That's right. No, we have to change the narrative all the time. We, That's right, Mr. Right. Thank, thank you so much. Immigrants and slaves that built this joint for free. That's, That's right. Thank you. 
All right, thank you, Mr. Wright. You always come with that the lightning quick of, of all the uh, 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 things that we should be working on and know about. Thank you so much. Have, have a good week. I look forward to for next week and I look forward to a fall and I'll be talking to you soon. I want to thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Brem Walden. We'll be right back with Ms. Francis Oliver. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. You pledged your life to serve, to make our country stronger, safer, more free, more equal. You worked tirelessly, made sacrifices, missed first steps and birthdays, lost loved ones. At VA, we don't see the setbacks endured. We see lessons applied and passion driving you upward and forward. We don't see all the masks you wear, but we hope you can set some aside. We embrace your uniqueness and won't trivialize your past, your fears, or your hardships. We can't promise to heal all wounds or wash away all trauma, but we do see hope, a path forward, a future. We see all veterans. We see you. An opportunity to help you achieve a new mission, whatever that may be. Learn how treatment works and recovery is possible. Visit maketheconnection.net. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend, Reverend Walden, and I, I'm absolutely glad that Eric played that song because I want to bring my next guest on, uh, and her name is Frances Oliver. She is a phenomenal woman out of Sanford, Florida, Crooms Academy, and she's coming on with an update. So welcome, Frances. Thank you, Harriet. Yeah, you are a phenomenal woman. You know, you've been doing this work now for you joined the NAACP. So when you were 18 years old and lifetime member and just doing all this work down in Central Florida, you know, for liberation of our people. So I'm glad that you could make time, although you're at the golf course down in Florida. You're not golfing, though. You're down there with your granddaughter. So, you know, yeah, one thing about grandma. And we're trying to get into the clubhouse and it's pouring now rain. <laughs> well, at, uh, at least, uh, at least the, the grass will get watered and the flowers will get watered then. That's, that's good. true. That's true. You don't have a drought going on. California got the drought. So, and what uh, we do so with our are... grandchildren. No, that's right. That's right. You know, it's, you know, it's a pleasure being a grand, grandparent, though, on a lot of ways. Uh, you know, you get to see them grow up and you don't have to be involved every day. But when you are involved, then it's a, it's a blessing. So I'm glad that you've been able to do that. But we talked yeah. yesterday because Florida, Florida, 
you know, I mean, true transparency. I always tell people that I know Francis, we grew up together. Uh, and I don't, I didn't say, I, I, I'm glad that we grew up together. Um, but also uh, uh, Florida uh, now is just like it was then. <laughs> so so we know that then Florida, and, and now like, the people- It seems like we're just going backwards. But yeah, going back to going back to the we're going back to what was because Florida. That's, that's I mean, exactly when right. you read when you read the Devil in the Grove about Thurgood Marshall and the uh, and the uh, and the five and the four uh, young men that was charged for rape there. The Grove uh, uh, the Grove Florida. We read that book more than once, and we did it. And I just finished it up uh, last quarter in our um, in our Marcus Garvey uh, uh, reading uh, book club and. Uh, and you know, it had Dr. Starks in there, Sample was in the book, uh, and the brutality of the sheriff down there. I mean, so what we see in Florida now is absolutely a resurgence of what we grew up with. Is that correct? <laughs> That's exactly right, Harriet. And all of the people who came to Florida, no matter for what reason, or all the people who have moved away from the idea of, uh, of, uh, of continuing to work for freedom, and maybe believe that they had already reached the promised land will absolutely have a rude awakening in Florida. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And so, you know, you want to, I ask you to come on to talk about what's happening there, especially with, I mean, I know you're not, you're not claiming him as your governor, but uh, as the governor then Florida down there, that, that stuff that the governor is doing. And what we can't understand, his family migrated here. Well, once they get here and they're light, they get to check the white box, even though they might be Latino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. because if they were if they were if they were dark Mexicans or dogs, they could not check the Latino box. True, true. So and then and so so a lot of people when they come to America, even though they might come from and call themselves Latinos, I. I and you know, Latinos really don't have a real classification. I mean, it's sort of like a word that, they, that came up maybe about fifty years ago or forty years ago uh, for classification. You know, because when you when we were going to school, Puerto Ricans when they came to Florida, they went to school with us because they were considered Negroes. You know, and then and then and then uh, then they have another classification. So um, anyway, so what what did the governor do that's so outlandish? Well. We we try. I mean, he's done many things. This outlandish. This this man changed like the wind. He tell one story one day, another lie the next day, and another lie the next day. Now, from what from what I can understand, he took a busload of um of uh, migrants, uh, immigrants from Texas, brought them to Florida, and then some to. Martha Vineyard. Wow. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it means that, like, like you just said about people's heart conditions, although he came from another country and became an American citizen, and we don't know if his parents was American citizens. We don't know that piece. I mean, who knows about that piece? But uh, evidently, he became, yeah. he had to become an American and citizen. He, to, told, to he told the people that uh, they told the people, Abbott, you know, Abbott, uh, the governor of Texas, he and, he and DeSantis, I guess, working together. And uh, they told them that they were going to New York to get work. 
and to get a job and to get the paperwork squared away, and they would have housing to live in. But instead of going to New York, they dropped them off at Martha Vineyard in, uh, in, in Massachusetts. But the, 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 that, that, that sounds like kidnapping. Many, many hours, no food, no water, no nothing. And they were dropped off with nothing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, she uh, was. But uh, I mean, but these are the Christian rights, right? Are these are the people who say they're Christians. He's a Christian governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sure he a Christian governor. I'm wow. These people just under these trees, and it's lightning. They don't need to be under these trees. Well, I hope you can stay on the phone. <laughs> because we need to get. I say I hope you can continue to be on the phone for us uh, uh, for our uh, for our interview. On the phone. Okay. Go well, listen. We, don't you hear the rain on our golf cart? We on the golf cart. No, I can't hear that. But that's okay. That's okay. But I actually, I I just wanted to continue to talk about the governor because really he has a lot of things that he has so-called going for him, and I think I think it's so bad until somebody he, else. He's like, taking this uh, critical race theory to the max. He has taken it as far as he can take it. He has taken um, uh, the uh, this gender thing with children in school and, and just plain lying about it, you know? Parents are not, kindergarten parents are not, they may be doing it somewhere or not, I don't think they're doing it in Florida, changing the sex of their children, changing the gender of their children. Well, but but also the critical race theory. I mean, uh, he's an example of critical race theory and why it needs to be taught. He's a living example of it. I mean, he called himself a Christian. You know, the 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 uh, the, the Southern Baptists I, 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 I supported slavery. They just came out in the 1990s and gave a they gave a uh, gave a so-called uh, aside that they are apologies, but they still they still are racist and so um and and, and so. It's the same kind of behavior if he's called himself a Christian uh, and doing all of this. And so he's know, living. It's all about, I'm going to tell you, Harry, it's all about the Democrats are gaining a little, uh, the Democrats are gaining a little, a little momentum with the, um, with the abortion thing. So they had to come yeah. up with something. And that's, well, that's but, the meanest, cruelest thing that they could have come up with. Well, actually, actually, the GOP for the last 40 years has been a party of, of, of hot button issues, not bread and butter. I mean, it was the hot button issues. It was against gay people. It was against this. It was against that. But it was never about jobs, education and housing. And these are the things that really make America. I mean, I mean, all these other issues has nothing to do with you having a job, have nothing to do with you putting bread on the table. And has nothing to do with you educating your children, and so this is how this is how this is how they can't eat. The rent has gone up. Rent has doubled and tripled in Florida. House mortgages, uh, 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 house mortgages gone up. The uh, the 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 percentage you have to pay for a house mortgage has gone up. Everything has gone up. Well, that's the way it is here too. I mean, in Seattle, I mean, really, I don't know what 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 what's going to happen. Because the percentage of, um, I mean, what well, this is a developer's heaven right now. 
if you're a builder or a developer or you, you know, this is your heaven right now. I mean, but what we don't know how they're going to be crying later on. I mean, because this is their heaven yeah. right now. And, uh, uh-huh. and, and part of that piece is that, uh, you know, they're going to get the, the highest amount. But Americans have always paid for property. Uh, it's always been overvalued. I mean, really and truly, they raise it. They put, they pay all this money for housing. I mean, and they just being, they just don't understand that they're absolutely being robbed. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly. and that's exactly that. That's how it is in a real estate market, uh, and and the developers and uh, you know, I guess it's a buyer's market uh, and, and that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, on my on my last guest, I mentioned the fact that uh, under Clinton. Uh, uh, you know, they got rid of, uh, uh, you know, they, they brought in, um, they brought in Hope Six. And Hope Six is the reason why so many homeless people around America is because what happened is that all a lot of the house, a lot of the land that was used for uh, public housing is now gone to the developers. And on that property, that's they what, put and in. That's exactly what's happening in Sanford. And we, we've never got our Hope Six money and they closed down six housing projects and the land is just sitting there. Well, but but it's a game. I mean, really and truly, it's a game to take back the land. And and, and, and American taxpayers paid for housing, paid for all of this land here. I mean, because it went for, you know, Department of Hood and all this, all this other stuff. And then, you know, Clinton with Newt Gingrich when they got rid of all of this stuff and came back. And so the results across America is that now a lot of the uh, public housing, when they bring, when they put housing back, it's mis- mixed use housing and poor people can't get in there. See, nope, I mean, and exactly so, so, right. so, so, so it's a game against poor people and the people who actually built everything and they were on the outside. And in Seattle, a lot of people who just came to America and was able to get jobs and stuff, and, you know, get better jobs. They're living in those places. And then, you know, a lot of people who are homeless in America are the descendants of our the descendants of enslaved human beings and also a lot of Native American people. You know, a lot of the Native people are homeless in America. And then you have other people uh, that's homeless in America. And Harry, you know what they're doing here? The developers, they get this money from the government and they're supposed to put down low-income houses or even low-income rentals, like apartments. But here's what they'll do. They will, the rent may be $600 a month, but they charge you for the washing machine, the dishwasher, the, um, the the hot water heater, everything in the house. By the time you get through paying for everything in the house per month, you up to twelve hundred dollars. That's a scam. But but again, the city the cities goes go along with that. Here, some of the developers are, are putting so many units in there in there uh, in there at the, at a less amount of rate. Uh, uh, and then uh, we have we have a building called uh, the Liberty Bank Apartment Buildings. It's, uh, it's going to be owned by Africa Town. And what they're doing is bringing back housing for Seattle, bringing back housing for people who've been gentrified out. Uh, and then it's another apartment building going up. But again, you know, it, it's like when you go back and you remember, you go back to Wall Street to go back to what happened to Goldsboro. I mean, it's it's like there's 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 a whole idea about making sure that black people don't have land in America. Now they got you take the you know it really is because if you look at Native Americans and they owned the whole continent when they came here, and now what they have is is, is small uh, patches of land in America. That's right. I mean, when you look at that, and so the two groups of people who deserve land and deserve to have a place to stay in part of the American history, it's part. It's, it's like the plan is to make sure 
that we're homeless in America when everybody else could come and eventually have a home but us. Exactly. And this is psychological exactly. warfare for offenses. That's why I say all the time, this is psychological warfare. It's been going on for 159 years, ever since Lincoln signed the paper. The war against us have not started, have not stopped ever. Uh-uh. You're right. And I, I and our young and our and our and our sophisticated brothers and sisters don't understand that it doesn't matter who who's in the White House, the war against us continues. See, and that's why I keep telling young people you need to understand that there's a war going on, and you uh-huh. need to understand it's psychological, because if you put in black men in Google, it comes up as thugs. So how in the last forty years can we just to be the thugs of America of the world? I mean, so all of this is programming. And so it's constantly programming. And so many of our people have believed the program or they don't believe it's no opportunity. And we know that opportunity and stuff like that comes from the creator. So, um, yep. so we had, you know, another thing that we talked about also was uh, yesterday that a lot of the people are, or a lot of folks are not voting. I mean, for some they're reason, voting, they don't think Harry, they vote on the count. Black people, they're not voting. Right. I don't right. know what they're doing in Seattle, Washington, but in Florida they're not. Well, voting. they're voting here. I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of them didn't vote, but but the, but there's quite a few people are voting, uh, uh, and and again, it's it's like 101 uh, uh, of freedom, is that people died so you can vote, uh-huh. and no matter how, no matter what they say, and no matter how 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 much disinformation is out there, it is your responsibility to vote for your ancestors. If you don't vote for no other reason, you vote for that person who came before you, suffered degradation, and never voted. Dosha never voted. So I vote every year for, for my ancestors, and I taught my children to always vote. You're voting for the people who came before you. They didn't see a better day. And we can That's complain right. and all of that, but what we do have is better than what they had. You know? That's right. That's right. You know, and, and that's why that's why I continue to do voters' education. I mean, even though I'm not a registered person to do it, I just continue to want people to connect the dots. And that's what you do. And that's why I wanted that song on about you, Francis, because you are a phenomenal woman. I mean, what you've done there in Goldsboro. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, with the uh, with the uh, with, with with the museum, and then there's the uh, Trayvon Martin Museum there. I mean, a memorial there. I mean, you have just been. I mean, and you, you, you know what, Francis, being a phenomenal woman, you know what other people can always say, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this, but they don't want to come and help. <laughs> That's right. Do you, get, That's right. do you get people saying, oh, I'm so glad you're doing this? And I said, well, it'd be easier if you come That's and help. That's right. See, you know, it would be, you know, with many hands make the work uh, go smoother. I, I, you, you know, know and that. Uh, um, it's just that it seems like. It seems like the people, the young people, don't believe us. No, they like don't. They, they believe everything the white man tell them. Well, that's right, because they, because they mind have been assimilated. And I was determined. You know, I mean, I mean, one thing we have to do is we have to be determined to make sure. And you know this because you know you're young. I, mean, I, I see Natalie and the work she's doing. I mean, you have to be determined to let them know at the, at the, at the, their subconscious mind has to be filled up with blackness. They have to know who they are. They have to know their history and they have to have it all the time because when they go out to the schools, unless they got a conscientious teacher, they will not have anything good talk to them about black people. 
And then we were talking yesterday about the churches. You know, yesterday we were talking about one of the things we talked about, because growing up, we also got black history in the church. That's because you know you learned about Richard exactly. Allen, and they don't do that. That's why we got the real black history. They wanted to teach us about Booker T. Washington and all the mud. They didn't tell us the real black history. No, no, no. But I tell you what. But 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 once we knew who Richard Allen was, who started a, a church there, even before slavery ended, because he was not going to be this uh, 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 treated poorly by going to a white Methodist church. I mean, so look what the history that we grew up on. We grew up with this history, see. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the other and, thing. And I, the church was our recreation. It was our education. It was our um, worship. It was everything. It was our Saturday night. Saturday night. It was a, <laughs> some, some church was just doing on Saturday night and Friday right. night. Right. 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 So, you know, one of the things that I always say, and I keep that that is really my mantra forever, that I am always totally I, I full of optimism. And I ask every time I'm down south and everywhere I go, I say, Lord, send the revival. Send that wind that will wake us up again. Send that wind. Now, you went to see the new movie. I mean, I haven't gone to see it, but you went to see it. So in a minute, let's take a break, Francis, come back and talk about the movie that you went to see the other day and, uh, and just finish up with that. We're going to take a break. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Rem Walden. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Talking to Francis I, 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 Oliver I, down in, uh, in Sanford, Florida. She's a phenomenal woman. And she always wakes up every morning with freedom on her mind. So, <laughs> so Francis, I did come back on and just talk about, you know, um, I mean, you know, I'm a born liberator, so I'm going to always work to liberate my people. I really am. I mean, it's just something about it, something about growing up in segregation. There's something about seeing the people. There's something about Mary McLeod Methune, I mean, and all this thing. But you are a phenomenal woman, and I just want people to know that, I mean, uh, and all the work that you've done down there. So, hey, Francis, let's come back on and talk a little bit about Seminole and then, I mean, about Goldsboro and then about the movie that you went to see. All right, we just had an election in Goldsboro. And uh, the turnout was sad. The turnout, the voter turnout was about 3%. That's sad, well, this, That's sad. But I want to talk about your work, Francis. I mean, because you've done what you could to empower people, but you got the Goldsboro, you got the museum there. You, you, you are, you are, you are restoring our history. Yeah. Yes. And those are the things that... Uh, right now... Right now at the at the uh, at the museum we got um we got a uh, we just finished uh, emancipation proclamation and okay. uh, we had a big event with that 
and we haven't scheduled too much because we are in the process of moving and packing up everything because that's the building we're in. They're going to tear it down and build a new one. Oh, okay, because I know you all got a grant, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And yeah. Uh, see, well, we, right now we're in a, uh, we're in a uh, what you call those, um, uh, those buildings, uh, they, they, they're temporary buildings, but there's a name for them. Okay, but you got but 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 you got a long time ago, but they don't. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Modular, you in a modular manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. So now, but you're going to get a building. So that's wonderful. That's wonderful, and that's that's what the work you've done there, Francis. Uh I mean, um, and uh, that has to be acknowledged because you 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 your work is actually one to restore history. I mean, and and to be a keeper of history because we know that history. It will tell our story and some some of these people eventually will wake up and then they're going to pick up a book and they're going to pick yep. up a book and they're going to learn something about Goldsboro that they didn't know all day they were living yep. there same way here in seattle people are learning things about this property william gross with the man who, who actually bought this property from another man 12 acres for black people and now that you know now this most almost gone then people wake up uh you know so we the children sometimes wake up uh, uh too late uh, and it's never too late for God, but it seems like it's too late. But um, yeah, and, and I'm so, I'm really happy. I read about the grant, and I, I'm so happy about it. How you know this is going to be a, good, a nice look for Goldsboro. Yes, and we're going to keep um we're going to keep the inside pretty much the way it is now because I, we just don't want to just put pictures on the wall and stuff on the wall and they don't get talked. We got stuff where you can actually touch. You can actually touch um. Uh, 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 shackers that was on slaves' legs and feet, stuff that you would actually pick up and touch. That's what our museum is all about. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that's uh, that that's really nice. I've been in there. I've been in there, uh, and I, I look forward to, to coming again. I know I got some relatives in there, and some, some of the Walden history is part of that. So oh, yeah. I look Walden's forward to seeing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Waldens are in there. So, yeah. So, um, also, um, Francis, before you and I, I before I, I before I let you go, I want you to talk about and talk about the movie. Yeah, I want to talk and tell us about it. I didn't see it yet, but I mean, you got to give me some happiness. Tell me about it. Uh, uh, Viola Davis. Yes, I think that was, that's the best I have ever seen her. Mm-hmm. The movie was not to me, it, it should have been a sad movie, but it was a victorious movie to me, not a sad movie. Right. Sure, some of her army, some of her women in the army got killed, but they they said that they would rather slit their throats than to be, than to be a slave. And see, that's right. what it was all about. They were fighting against the slave traders. And we right. had our old people, they had to fight the same now. They had to fight the slave traders and they had to fight the the the, uh, the Africans who were selling the, the, the other Africans to the slave traders. Right, right. Well, you know, sometimes that story don't get out because a lot of the places where 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 what Islam I, 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 was conquered at a lot of a lot of you know that slave trade was going on actually for a thousand years before before the um, before the Europeans got there. So I'm glad about that. I'm glad, but but you said it was action packed, eh? Yeah, it was action packed. It, it, it certainly was action. Oh Lord, I don't know what I do here. What I do here? Oh my God! <laughs> I guess I stopped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <sorry. laughs> 
All right, then, Francis. It sounds like you need to go, so I'll let you go then. And I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, uh, and I, I know it's raining down there in Florida and Sample, Florida. So thank you so much, Francis, uh, for being my guest well, on I'm the Mother's Justice Show. I'm in this heavy traffic drive now. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, so that's okay. But I wanted okay. to you... do your show because I wanted to talk about our governor. I wanted to talk about the movie. I wanted to talk about things that are happening and not happening in Florida. So I'm glad that you, you know, that, that you uh, contacted me to be on the show. And I wasn't going to tell him for nothing in the world, although I did forget that my <laughs> granddaughter had a golf. You know what? That's what that, you know what? It's all good to know because we're just regular people. You know, I'm not, you're not regular. Sometimes, sometimes it's good for regular people just to have a platform. So <laughs> we're just regular people just doing, just doing God's work. So appreciate that's you, right. Francis. Take care of your granddaughter and uh, we'll be in touch again and, uh, and take care. Thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you. Listen, you thank you. you. You're welcome. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today no matter who we are or where we come from we all experience difficulties in life military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside it takes strength to ask for help when you need it I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Got a few announcements before we close today. I want to thank my guest today, Ed Rye, Mr. Rye. He always brings it. And uh, Frances uh, down in uh, Central Florida, she's a phenomenal woman. Been doing this work ever since she was 18 years old. Uh, work of liberation. Work of liberation is hard. A lot of young people don't understand that. You're in it for the long haul. You know, it's, it's, it's not a short thing to do. It's a lifetime work. Uh, and we've got a lot of ebbs and flows. But uh, uh, Frances uh, and Mr. Wright keeps at it. And we're raising up another generation, hopefully, to be able to take on this work. And I just want to uh, I mentioned that uh, next uh, uh, next Wednesday, Mothers for Police Accountability, we're hosting a community meeting for mothers. Uh, it's going to be at the Liberty Bank Apartment Community uh, Apartments uh, Community Room, 1405 24th Avenue here in Seattle, 98122. And this 24th Union is where it's at, right, right around the corner from the communion, wonderful restaurant. Yeah, we haven't had a, a public community. Uh, we haven't had a community meeting in a while. So I hope you come out and join us. This is our, our 32nd year. 
I mean, it's been a long time. I had no idea that I still that we still be doing this work. Here we are, and then we want you to save uh, uh, for our thirty second uh, uh, annual Mother's Breakfast. I, I you know, I'm thirty two years now. Not we haven't had a breakfast for thirty two years, but we've had a variety of programs. But this is our thirty second year, um, and uh, and the uh, the the date is November tenth, and uh, we'll let you know where I, where that uh, location is going to be. Also, um, Reverend Walden is I have a new venture. I, I'm leading uh, the uh, Virtues uh, Healing Circles, uh, and I have uh, more information about that. I mean, most people who know me know that my spiritual work is really important for me, to me, and my spirituality is always on front street, no matter where I'm doing, well, no matter what I'm doing and where I'm at. I mean, I always lead with what's, uh, what's spiritual and what's correct for me. I mean, even if I'm upset, I'm gonna be appropriate. <laughs> So that's how my life is. So I'm grateful. And I had a busy week last week. Guess what? I had two babies last week. It's like, oh my God, Chikundi and Tuni, their birthdays are two day, two day, uh, two years and two days apart. Chikundi was 52. So his birthday, I didn't have a party uh, two years ago. And Tuni was 50. So I had a big party at the Esquire Club on, on Friday night. And of course, I always go. I don't stay long. I just go to make an appearance. I make a mom appearance. And I didn't stay long. But it was a lot of people there. I mean, a lot of people came out to wish these brothers uh, a happy birthday. They're on a cruise right now. They, <laughs> they are on the boat going up to Alaska. So they had a great time. And I just, you know, one thing about having two kids uh, two years and two days apart, just a lot of birthdays right there. So, you know, that's like, you know, always. And as an only child, most people know that. I love birthdays because everything was always for me. And the only day of the year is your birthday. Only day is yours. It's your birthday. You know, every, every day belongs to somebody else until you get to be my age. Then you hijack any day of the month you want to. But there's some protocol. And so I had a great week with them last week. And so wishing them a great trip. And I want to always thank my studio manager, uh, Eric. He does such a good job with the music. And uh, I just tell you, I've enjoyed my show today. I enjoy being on the air. And I want to thank all my supporters uh, for supporting us. And um don't forget about Mother's uh, Meeting next Wednesday. I'll, I'll announce it again next Monday. You've been listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'll see you next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Take care.